welcome to Talking Money. This is Mike Miller, your host for today. So glad you're joining us. Of course, I'm here to answer your questions. That's the main reason for being here today, because I have a passion for for educating, passion for helping people make the right decisions, and especially make the right decisions for them. And in order to do that, you need to have the right questions to, to ask. If you don't know the right questions to ask, go. if you get nothing else from Talking Money, hopefully you at least obtain some some good information that gives you the information you need to ask good questions so that you find out is is that annuity is that insurance is that investment is that good for me or is it not i found out the right kind of questions for that and of course just as a reminder we're not selling anything so i'm here no hidden agenda just not selling insurance not selling annuities and not hiding the fact that i that it might be selling something else no hidden agenda here just trying to give you information education and and hopefully you'll make some some good decisions because of that. We're talking about IRAs today and distributions from IRAs. Tim asked me a question about making a gift to a ministry with appreciated assets. So he'd been doing that for some time. So he would give a um, appreciated stock or appreciated mutual funds or something like that, and which is a great technique. So you you instead of selling the asset and giving the cash, you contact the organization and you tell them you'd like to make a direct transfer of your particular stock. So let's say you want to transfer some Exxon stock or something from your account to the ministry. Well, they'll have a separate account or they should have. If they don't have, they should have one that they have specifically for that purpose where they will take then the money. They'll do a direct transfer. So go directly from your account to the, to the ministry or charities account. And what happens then is you get, as long as that's long-term capital gain property, then you will get the deduction. So whatever the amount's worth. So let's say it's worth $5,000. So it'll, it's, if the stock's worth 5000 but you may have paid 3000 for it, you'll still get the deduction for $5,000. You won't have to pay taxes on that $2,000 of appreciation. It'll just be gone. Now, if you happen to be in the tax bracket, the 12% ordinary income tax bracket or less, all right, which means you've got about this year eighty thousand dollars of taxable income if you're a joint uh, filer. If you uh, that's taxable income, that's after your standard deductions and so forth. So if you've got about eighty thousand of that, and, and including the sale of the stock, you're still going to be under that. Well, that's, there's no advantage to you because you can sell it and get zero capital gains tax. You're not going to pay tax on it anyway. But if you're over that twelve percent bracket, then you make this gift, then you're going to save. The, the 22% or the, uh, the 10%, 15%, whatever your capital gains tax rate is, you're going to save that capital gain tax on that transfer because you didn't sell it first. You just gave it to the ministry. So it's a great way to give appreciated assets. Well, I, I knew that, uh, Tim was over seven and a half. So I asked him if he'd ever made a qualified charitable distribution. Had they ever taken money from his IRA, which once you're seven and a half, you can make a, a qualified uh, distribution from your IRA, directly from your IRA. You contact the custodian and say, I would like it to go to Miracle Hill. Let's use Miracle Hill as an example. So I would like my my um, contribution, uh, my IRA distribution to be made payable directly to Miracle Hill. So you'll, they'll send you a check, and there's ways that you can you can have it sent directly to the ministry or charity as well. But they oftentimes will send it; they can send it to you, but it's not going to be made payable to you. It's going to be made payable to the ministry or charity. So it's going to be made payable directly to Miracle Hill. 
So you take that check and then you pass it on to Miracle Hill and they use it and you can uh, you can designate it then for a particular need that you want to fulfill or if you just want it to go to the general fund, you can have it go to just, just the general fund. And that qualifies as part of your required minimum distribution. And you can go up to $100,000 each year on that. Even if your required minimum distribution may be only 10000 or 20000 you can give more than that if you wanted to and still not have to worry about paying taxes on that. So on the front of your 1040, you're going to show the amount coming out as a distribution, but the taxable amount line, I think it's 4B, is going to be lowered, reduced by the amount that you made as a qualified charitable distribution. So which way is better? So if let's take the example of Tim gave. So let's assume he's going to pay a a capital gains rate on his um, on his property. If he sells it first and then gives the money away, he's going to pay a capital gains tax on that. So if he does that, he's going to pay 15 percent, let's say he's in that bracket. So he's going to save that 15% uh, because he gave that appreciated asset away. But instead of doing that, let's say he does a qualified charitable distribution. Well, his tax bracket, he's in the 22% tax bracket. So by giving his, by taking an IRA, regular required minimum distribution from his IRA, he's going to include that as income and he's going to be taxed at 22%. So in this case, and you have to always check with your own tax preparer, your own situation to see which way is best for you, because I'm giving general information here. You need to make sure it's right for you. So always, always double check your particular numbers. But in his case, because he was in the 22% ordinary income tax bracket and the 15% capital gains bracket, then he's better off making a qualified charitable distribution and selling the stock and paying 15% capital gain on that and giving away money from his IRA as a qualified charitable distribution and saving the 22% there. Now, keeping in mind now that we can't, you, it's harder to tax deduct the, uh, your standard deduction is so high now, it's so much higher than it used to be that it's, it's less likely that you'll actually be itemizing deductions and these and contributions are that way. So when you are over, 65 over seven and a half in this case, and you've already paid off your home, so you don't have mortgage interest rate. Your income's dropped some, so you don't have a lot of state income tax. You're maxed out at $10,000 for state income tax and property taxes anyway. With the SALT limitations, the state and local taxes is capped out at 10000 So that's the most you could take there. If you uh, make those contributions, more than likely, you're not going to be able to tax deduct it. So this is a way to tax deduct it well, either way, by giving appreciated assets or if you're over seven and a half, if you're under seven and a half, giving appreciation, giving appreciated assets is a great technique and great way to do it. If you're over seventy and a half, then you want to do a qualified charitable uh, distribution. I can't think of a, a, a reason why you wouldn't do that. Uh, I would tell all my clients, I'm going to tell you as listeners, that if you're over seven and a half, that any contribution you make, unless it's, you're talking ten bucks, fifty bucks, hundred bucks, maybe, but if you're making any kind of, of larger contribution than that it ought to come from your ira and not come from your personal assets your social security check any other income check any income that you have coming in don't give it there go through your ira and every ira custodian ought to do that if you have an ira custodian that won't do that then you need to change ira custodians to some place else that will do it i've not heard of one that would not do that and it's simple you just contact the, the custodian, you contact your broker, you contact your banker, whatever it is, and say, look, I want to make a qualified charitable distribution. I want to make a 
check payable to Miracle Hill or to my church, to whatever it is, and say, I want to make the check payable to them, and then it'll count as your required minimum distribution. But from a uh, qualified charitable distribution standpoint and a, any, any contribution that you want to make. And it doesn't have to be a ministry. It just has to be a 501c3 organization. If it's going to be some kind of charity or ministry, then you ought to take it out of your IRA as a qualified charitable distribution if you are over seven and a half. And I remind you, it's the day after you turn seven and a half, not the year that you turn seven and a half. So I told, a client at the end of last year when we were doing their uh, his annual review and looking at next year. So he's already over seven and a half, but his wife becomes seven and a half uh, this year. Said, okay, so she can take out her required minimum distribution and don't this year. She could delay it till April first next year, and then she'd have to take out two next year. We'll talk more about that. But this year she can. I say don't, and she's the one that had several charities that she'd like to um, participate in and to contribute toward because of her experience with cancer and things like that. So she wanted to contribute to those organizations. I said, don't give anything until after you turn seven and a half, which I think was after June, if I recall correctly. So you don't give anything. Just don't give it. And then when you turn seven and a half, then we'll make some qualified charitable distributions and give it then. But so many times people wait and they go ahead and give that they normally did and then they turn seven and a half and it's like, oh, if I'd only waited, if I'd only known and this and Tim that I talked to had never heard of a qualified charitable distribution. If you listen to Talking Money, um, you need to pay attention because we've talked about it a lot of times, uh, but I know it's easy to kind of have it on the background and not be paying attention, but it's it's something you need to pay attention to. So wait until you're seven and a half and make your charitable distributions out of your IRA because it's, uh, it's even more important now that the standard deduction is so much higher and you probably have a hard time tax deducting those contributions those just those contributions you want to make anyway to those um, to those organizations. But right now, at least I want to give you some ideas on how you might think about even before you're 65, before you're seven and a half for sure, on how to uh, reduce those um, future required minimum distributions that you might have. We'll be right back. This is Certified Financial Planner Professional Mike Miller, your host for Talking Money. I am pleased to have Ronald Blue Trust as the sponsor of Talking Money. As a trust company with clients in all 50 states, Ronald Blue Trust can serve as trustee, backup trustee, or even personal representative, what we used to call the executor or executrix. This can be a valuable service, especially if you'd like to pass on your values and not just your valuables to your heirs. Your heirs will probably have one of two perspectives. Either they will say something like, what am I going to inherit? Which is usually the common perspective. Or they will ask, what is going to be entrusted to me? What talents will I be responsible to manage? Tim Kimmel, Director of Family Matters, said it well. Quote, you can't leave character to your trust account. You can't write your values into the will. You can't bank traits like courage, honesty, and compassion in a safe deposit box. What we need is a plan a long-term strategy to convey our convictions to the next generation, unquote. Estate and trust planning are about much more than saving taxes or simply making sure your assets get transferred efficiently to your children. You can find out more about Ronald Blue Trust at ronblue.com or 
888-588-PLAN. That's 1-800-588-7526. Now back to Talking Money. Let's go to the phone lines now to get my buddy Wayne from Greenwood. Good morning, Wayne. Uh, my question. Yeah. When you donate appreciated properties such as stocks to a charitable organization, clarify for me exactly how the value is determined. Is it determined by the closing price of the stock on the day of transfer or if the the recipient turns around and sells it, is it the amount of money they get for it at the price of say of a sale, say within a certain number of days, or is it like an estate where it's the average price of the stock on the day of transfer or previous day previous if it's not a business day? Sure. Clarify that for me. Well the ones I've seen it's been the the closing price of the day it was actually transferred. So when they close when it goes from the one brokerage company to the next and they'll have the price of the stock that day that it uh, that it was sure. transferred, that's what's going to show up on your receipt from the organization showing how much the contribution was for, not how much they sold for, uh, how much they sold it for later, because you don't know when they're going to sell it. They may hold on to it. They may not sell it for a year or two. So it'd be hard to have the to, to wait until they sold it to give you the amount that you got your deduction for. You answered my question. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for the call, Wayne. Always good to hear from you. <laughs> okay, Take bye. Take care. All right. Bye. So another question I had about IRAs that was interesting to me was when Brad, another listener, that Brad asked me about the taxability of a traditional IRA to the beneficiary. And uh, so I was actually talking to Brad and Tim at the same time the, at an event we were at, and he's, he's acted surprised that the – traditional IRA would be taxable to the beneficiary. He had always assumed that when he, if he died, he knew he'd have to pay taxes on it, but if he died, that the beneficiary would not have to pay taxes on it. So that is, of course, not true unless it's a Roth IRA. Roth IRA would have that benefit, but not a traditional IRA or traditional 401k or whatever it is. It's always going to be taxable. And one of the things I didn't mention talking about Tim doing a qualified charitable distribution as opposed to long-term capital gain property. Another benefit is if you don't sell the long-term capital gain property and you hold it until your death, that still qualifies for a step-up in basis, which means that your your heirs would get that, even if it could be a spouse. You own it and it transfers to your spouse at death. That spouse gets a long, gets an up, uh, a, um, increase in the value at death, so we get a stepped up in, in basis, so they don't have to pay any taxes on it. So it's a, another way to get rid of the taxes. It's not a fun way because you have to die first, but anyway, you die, and then it passes on to your heirs, but then they get a step up in basis and don't have to pay taxes. So another reason why you want to use your IRA to give that money away if you're over seven and a half instead of um, a, a gift of appreciated assets. All right, so we got to wrap up today. So, of course, if you have any questions or would like to learn more about any of the topics covered on the program today, you can always reach out to your financial advisor, your tax attorney, whoever your professional is. We do believe it's very important to work with an advisor who shares your values, though, and your biblical worldview. So if you want more information, please call Ronald Blue Trust, 800-588-7526. We'll see you next week for the next edition of Talking Money. Though 
I'm an employee of Ronald Blue Trust. Talking Money represents my individual views and not those of my employer or any sponsor of the program. During the program, I may discuss market trends as well as specific financial planning techniques and investment ideas. These discussions are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations to any individual or organization. Work with your attorney or accounting or investment professional for specific individual advice and services. Any securities or investment products discussed on Talking Money are not insured by the FDIC, are not a deposit or other obligation of or guaranteed by any bank, and are subject to investment risks, including possible loss of principal amount invested.